0: Hey guys, what's going on? This is your boy, Christian Israel, and you are tuning in to the New Creation Capital Podcast, a place where we discuss what happens in the world today, where we talk about stories that focus on current events, the stock market, and digital assets. This is a new you, a new future, and a new creation. Thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast. Thank you guys so much for hitting us up on our Twitter, at New Creation Cap, and those who also subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Today's story, which is on April 15th, 2020. It is Wednesday, hump day. Anyway, we're going to go over today, and I'm just going to, it's going to be a shorter video today, a shorter podcast for you today. Just going to play some stuff over you with the IMF managing director, Christina Lina Georgievia, uh, had a conference this morning, which I watched, and she basically told the banks to. Spend as much money as possible and just keep the receipts. So I will play that for you. We're going to go over some news today and then go into that and just wrap it up. Quick little video today. Been on phone calls all day. Been a busy, busy day. But I want to still make sure I get some news to out to you. So just in case you don't know where you can find us at, share it on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and of course, the Anchor platform where you can partner with us or message us and hit us up for you guys that don't know this we are 26 days and 18 hours and 16 minutes and 43 seconds from the block having which means deflation so we will see what is going on there so let's jump in and check out the short short time news if you guys don't know this is our new creation capital uh twitter at new creation cap so we see here that the bearable bull shout out to you just tweeted something about an hour ago And here's what it shows, he is showing us, I will click that there are problems at US Bank, there are problems at Chase Bank, there are problems at Citibank, and there are problems at Wells Fargo. These things are all down, they are all down. Massive shortages for the banks are now going up. Also see that in India, the Supreme Court has upheld the biometric ID system. They're going to move forward with the bio ids id 2020 is moving forward right there in india the world one of the world's largest populations moving forward saying privacy is not a concern so they are going to be begin to track people right there you can see it right there there's also some other news the imf warning that 20 percent unemployment is coming says bloomberg they are coming And then we go into CNBC that talks that Goldman Sachs says market is unlikely to make new lows because the government is doing whatever it takes. Keep printing money, keep printing money, which is what the IMF director says today. And we will play that for you because as you can see here, Wall Street is getting bullish. Wall Street is bullish, bullish, bullish. Can you believe that? They are bullish on this, I don't know, 17 million people unemployed and they are bullish. Oh, but by the way, here's why they are bullish, because as you can see right here, the banks are still going to pay themselves, they're still going to pay themselves the dividends, they are still going to pay themselves, the government is bailing the banks out, the banks are not paying anybody, but they're going to get their bonuses, you best believe they're going to get their bonuses, so... So they are definitely getting their bonuses and that is my phone ringing. It always seems to ring when I'm trying to do these podcasts, never outside of the podcast though. I have been on the phone all day. So that makes sense. All right. So also with the with the way the coin is going right now, we can see right here, we are just sitting along a fib line on the one hour. I will switch over to the daily for you, for those who are uh, traders on the Bitcoin market. And let's go ahead and look at an auto shot here, boom. So. Right now, it's just sitting right here on the fib, as you can see, kind of moving between the moving averages, sitting at 67.36. Not a lot of craziness going. Over the last day, we have been going back and forth, literally a $200 move. That's it. 200, 200, 200, 200, that's all we've moved. Not a lot, we have a lot of dojis going here, so I wonder at the end of this day if we will have a fifth doji in a row. Also, let's see what's going on in the marketplace real quick. Right now, as we speak, the market is getting ready to close. The Dow is down 1.9%, sitting at 23,494. The S&P 500 is down 2.19% now. Sitting here at, let's zoom in so you guys can see it. Sitting here at uh, 2784, the NASDAQ is at down 1.33%, sitting at 8402. Gold is down 1.32% and flip it. Oil is up 1.69%. instead in at $20.45. Yesterday was a complete flip, but that is where we sit right now. So news of yesterday was the global economy to suffer the worst blow since 1930s, warns the IMF. So this is what I don't understand. This is an article, by the way, written on the Financial Times. It is written by Chris Giles in London. So we see that the economy people are bullish But, or I'm sorry, that Wall Street is bullish, but the IMF says we're about to have the worst blow since the Great Depression, and probably worse. Yesterday, we had uh, one of the economic outlooks people of the IMF, uh, Gita, say that we're going to look down at least another uh, 3% of the GDP, world, world GDP. So things are not looking so hot at this moment. So... Uh, Let's see here. The the forecasting this year is right here. It says forecasting this year. Let me just focus right here. Forecasting that this year would be the worst global economic contraction contraction since the Great Depression of the 1930s. Gita Gupnaya, the fund's chief economist, said the world outlook has changed dramatically since January with output losses that would dwarf the financial crisis financial crisis 12 years ago. She continues to go on a partial recovery is projected for for 2021 with above trend growth rates but the level of GDP will remain below the pre the pre-virus trend with considerable uncertainty about the link about the strength of the rebound. The IMF expects advanced economies to contract by 6.1% and emerging economies to shrink by 1% this year. Although although positive growth is still expected in China and India, but even with the sharp rebound the IMF forecast for next year, output is still expected to be 5% lower in 2021 than expected in the IMF's forecast from October last year. Of course, no one saw this COVID or did they see it. So. That's kind of what she says. Now I'm going to play for you a video that is here. That was this morning, not the whole thing, just the first intro that she talks about. And then we will jump back in and see what is going on. Okay. So here, let me go ahead and play on this and then we can jump into the video.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this press briefing on behalf of the International Monetary Fund. I'm Jerry Rice of the Communication Department, and a warm welcome to everyone to our spring meetings uh, this year. Uh, Let me begin by wishing everyone well. I hope everyone is uh, staying safe and taking care. Uh, We have uh, with us this morning the Managing Director of the IMF, Kristalina Georgieva. She's here to take your questions. We are doing this virtually, of course. So thank you for sending your questions in advance. We have quite a number. And uh, I see some also popping up online. We'll take them in real time. Uh, We're on the record. We're going to do this very crisply uh, this morning. And uh, with that, I'm going to ask the Managing Director to make some opening remarks, and then we'll come to your questions. Managing Director.
2: Uh, Thank you. Uh, I send my very best wishes to everyone for health and strength, and a big shout out for the health workers out there to protect us against COVID-19. It is the words of T.S. Eliot, April is the cruelest month I want to start from. Yes, nature is reawakening, but streets and schools and shops and offices are empty. And the pandemic continues its deadly march around the world. As I said during my curtain raiser speech, It is a crisis like no other. In scope, we are now in the worst recession since the Great Depression. We are experiencing a 3% contraction of global GDP. And 170 countries are going to see income per capita falling versus what we expected three months ago for 160 for them to go up. It is also very unusual as a combination of a health crisis and an economic crisis that is simultaneously a supply and a demand shock and while we are accustomed in crisis to live with uncertainty, this time is the novel coronavirus new unknown we are wrestling with. For the first time in the history of the IMF, epidemiologists are providing inputs for our macroeconomic projections. And they are telling us it may get even worse uh, if the virus continues its uh, round uh, for longer or if vaccines and treatment are slow uh, to come around. Exceptional times require exceptional action and that is exactly what is in our global policy agenda this April. We are outlining three priorities. First, protect lives and that means fund health systems and refrain from restrictions of export of medical supplies so everybody can have access to them, including poor countries. Second, protect livelihoods. Make sure that the lifelines for households and businesses are there during these months of our economy standing still. Cash transfers, credit supports, changing conditions of servicing credits, they all matter. Making sure that our financial system continues to function, it matters. And what we have seen is central banks providing ample liquidity, $8 trillion of Fiscal measures. So, our message is spend as much as you can, but keep the receipts. We don't want accountability and transparency to take a back seat in this crisis. Third, prepare for recovery. Work with the health professionals on planning how a reopening can best take place and also be ready for a fiscal stimulus when it is time when actually demand can be lifted and help the economy to come back last but not least think of the challenges we are going to face on the other side of this crisis elevated debt levels bankruptcies, unemployment, rising inequality, and make sure that we put measures in place now to protect against those challenges. Care for the most vulnerable, the most vulnerable people, and the most vulnerable countries. And that takes me straight to the role of the IMF, what we are proposing to our governing body in the global policy agenda. First, deploy the full $1 trillion lending capacity to support countries deal with the tremendous challenge this crisis presents. Second, double emergency financial assistance We started aiming for 50 billion, we are now at 100 billion. And in one short month, the month of April, our board will have approved half of what is now exceptionally high demand for these resources, 102 countries asking for it. Already we disbursed for 15 in a record short time. Three, make sure that we can do more for those that need us the most. And that means aiming to triple concessional financing which is so necessary for our poor members. Four, is the burden on the poorest through debt relief and I'm so grateful to our shareholders for already approving debt relief for 25 of our poorest members. We will need to raise resources and I'm so glad that during the G20 discussion this morning there was unanimous support for the fund to do more especially for those who need us more. I want to finish with the gratitude to the G20 for exceptionally rapid decision on debt relief for the poorest countries. It would release billions of dollars for them and that is exactly what we need. Solidarity so we can come through this together and I want to finish with a more uh, positive Uh, quote, this time from Abraham Lincoln. This shall also pass. How well we come on the other side depends on how well and how firmly we work together. We will do our part. Thank you.
0: Alright, so what do you think about that? Do you think it's interesting that she said keep spending money banks and pay the receipts and that the fact that they have at least a trillion dollars and there will be more there is a reserve coming guys if you guys don't know i'll see if i can find it real quick there is actually a ban on stable coins coming there is a ban coming uh... let's see i know it's somewhere in here Uh, i can't find it sorry my neighbor is upstairs literally hammering on the floor right now i don't know if you guys have seen um... I don't know if you guys have seen, let me see, ban on stable coins, ban on, if you guys have seen, there's a video out there, there is a video out there right now, um, that is, it's a funny video talking about what are your neighbors doing upstairs, are they playing balling? are they playing football games, basketball games, different ways that people can actually bang down, That what's going, that's literally what happens in my area i banging behind me, guys, yelling till three o'clock in the morning. At myself, parties across the hall, and then every time I, it's quiet until I go to 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 do this podcast. All of a sudden, bang, noise, yelling, it happens. Welcome to the podcast world. I go live and we do it. So, anyway, this is an article that I want to make sure you see central banks recommend to ban stable coins by Stefan tyakovic central banks push for heavy-duty regulation of central privacy issued global stable coins and consider prohibiting decentralized ones fiat pegged current cryptocurrencies are coming under scrutiny based on recommendations for the financial stability board so for you guys that don't know this right now recommendations that have been banned are the recommendations are to pres- are to be presented before an audience of G20 countries. The reference major stablecoins including the USDT, that is Tether, the conglomerate of Tether, the cartel of Tether, the USDC coin, which right now is kind of out of Coinbase, the the TUSD, I'm not sure which one is, PAX and DAI. So this really also is not only a big blow to Bitcoin guys, but to stablecoins and the DeFi network. So. I think it's important to see that it says that they released a document today um, and this is pretty much what the document looks like and so if you guys want to see it financial stability board document we're not going to go through it but this is from yesterday and this is the document to basically come after stable coins so what do you guys think about this you hear the banks saying you literally hear the banks here we go You hear the banks saying, I'll I'll, I'll freeze frame this while I talk so you guys can pause this. You hear the banks saying that they're going to print and print money, but when it comes to these so-called stable coins, they're coming after them because they want to do their own thing, you know, attempt to adjust the high validity of traditional assets Um, Against this background the d20 mandated this issue. It's a global stable coin arrangement So they are coming to make their own stable coin guys. It is coming. You will see a global stable coin Running on a network. It's coming the banks are threatened with good reason from stable coins But the stable coins in my opinion like a tether They just print anyway. They're no different than the banks So the banks who are never going away if you think they are guys wake up. They're not So what technology is going to be used for that? No need to say it right now. You guys know the heart of the investment of this channel. It is never financial advice, but there's things that we do. So look into this. I'll put a link in the description to specifically this CryptoBriefing.com content and move on. Again, is it going to hurt Bitcoin? Because Bitcoin is 26 days away from a heavy. So what kind of effect this is going to have? And the markets are officially closed now. And this is what they closed down right here so I'll go ahead and show you the clothes of the day oils and a raise it is pretty much over with there for that day anyway guys I'm gonna keep it short because my neighbors are doing what they do and I will keep it short. Thank you guys so much and let me know in the comments of the section of what you guys believe also please make sure you hit us up on new creation cap let me know what you think you can also find us on publish ox right here it's a cryptocurrency blog site you can see yesterday's uh podcast which is popping. Is the goal to keep us poor if so if why episode 21 is also about are the banks failing us but mark cuban says they are so please make sure to check that out again you can check us out on apple podcast breaker Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify, and of course, and of course, the Anchor platform. So, thank you guys so much for doing and hanging around with us. Um, that's pretty much it for this show, guys. Make sure I'm gonna leave you with one scripture, and it is John one one. In the beginning was the Word, the Word with it was with God, and the Word was God. Guys, if you guys don't know what that means, check it out. That's pretty much it. So. Anyway, this is your boy Christian Israel. This is the shortest podcast I have ever done, I feel like. Uh, This is, what, episode 23, so we are moving forward. I just want to make sure that information gets out. There's a lot of information going today, so... lot of energy in this podcast. I hope you guys like it. This is your boy, Christian Israel. You are tuning in to the New Creation Capital Podcast, a place where we discuss what happens in the world today, where we talk about the stories that focus on current events, the stock market, and digital assets. Like we like to tell you, this is not financial advice, but buy low, sell high. This is a new you, a new future, and a new creation. Until next time, guys, peace and love. Later.